One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about the Young Indiana Jones Episode 11, Oganga, the Giver and Taker of Life. <laughs> very dr- very dramatic. <laughs> very dramatic. For such a slow episode. Slow and dramatic episode. It was very heavy. It was I a very heavy episode. It was so heavy. Jeez. My gosh. Yeah. Uh, so I guess nothing left to do but just to... Jump right in, I guess, and... Jump on in. Uh, definitely, at first, I was like, okay, this is, uh, interesting. Um, seems like we're in Africa still. Yeah, still in Africa. A very opposite episode to what we just watched. Like, a complete 360, which happens a lot, I feel. Oh, yeah. In in this show, where we'll have just... These episodes just completely contradict each other. Jenny, if you guys hear cat meowing, it's because (laughs) I am... I'm at the cat's house. <laughs> I also have, there's people over at my house, so it's, it might be a little loud over here as well, but. Jenny, I just fed you, so no, no meowing at me. Okay. Um, so, so yes, they're still in Africa, and I, did they, did they never meet up with the Belgian army? I mean, it seems like they met up with the French army again. Yeah, they definitely did, because um, that's what they're a part of. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess the French army, like technically, they did get back to the Belgian army. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's all just part of the Allies. Yeah. So uh, so the episodes and this episode started very differently. I feel um, in relation to other episodes, it started with just a bunch of black and white stills yeah. of just the the battlefield and the and the soldiers. Yeah, and all of the African soldiers. Yeah, and then and then it just paused on one of the um, main right. It paused on one of the main soldiers that we that actually had uh, speaking lines and quite, stuff. Yeah, quite a big part in in the first half of this episode, and then it just starts moving from there, and then shifts into color. It was very interesting, and also very serious. Like the music was really serious too. Oh, most definitely a very uh, yeah. I said very epic music, like a biopic or a, like a documentary. It was yeah. very. Uh, dramatic most definitely and uh at first it seemed like indy was like the only white guy amongst like all these really dark-skinned african men so they clearly are all actually from africa in like this deep part of africa yeah i thought for a second that indy and remy just didn't end up back with the belgian army and that he just decided to join yet another army Mm -hmm. but it seems that they're still in line with with the allies still in line with the belgian army they're just stationed there well, yeah, and it definitely seemed like there were um, African soldiers on both sides, both both on the German side and on the the Allied side, which I thought was because wouldn't I don't know to me un- unless unless the German soldiers like kind of made them join their army, wouldn't they not want to join? You know, I feel or, like it's I, a it's a two-sided situation where the Germans say, oh, after this, well, you'll be liberated, 
or it's just kind of like the same situation like africa didn't need to get involved but clearly it is involved uh which true it's kind of news to me i didn't realize but yeah there's two sides of africa and i'm sure that that you know ensued unrest in the future for africa as well like they're still not getting along like a lot of the countries you know so it probably was a start of of a lot of that true true that's true so yeah um you know that's how it starts it's really serious we've got some uh trench warfare going on in the savannah it seems and i I know this is very premature but um my my number three note i i have my notes numbered so number three so very early on i'm already asking myself or you know asking the universe who Mm. or what is oganga is oganga a person a place a weapon these are like the things that i was already thinking about which we don't find out till way later in the episode Mm -hmm, definitely but well no, because because the the African soldiers call Indy something else, or or do they call him do they call him something along those lines? No, they don't. They call him something else. They call him like the guy who can't die or something like the soldier who who doesn't die. Right, that's what they call Indy. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just can't remember the term they used for it. I don't remember um, either. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, there's this crazy scene. Basically, uh, you know, we can't play any clips from it because it's all just warfare and yelling. But yeah, lots, lots of yelling and, and really funny, just people getting shot noises. Like there were some. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a time code for one of the noises that I thought was pretty hilarious, where just Ugh. someone just, just like so enthusiastically, enthusiastically went like. Ugh! Okay, well, what? if you want to put it at that time, let me know what it is. And uh... yeah, I'll start. Uh, you can continue. I'll try and find it. I gotta find it. Yeah, so what happens in this scene is there's Africans against Africans, I guess. It's like Germans versus allies. Um, and Indy, everybody goes up to a certain point and they decide to fall back because the other, uh, the other, the enemy has a uh, machine gun that is gunning all these people down. I mean, it's just so much death. And Indy notices... Uh, well, their superior officer says they have to fall back because they're getting shot so much. Indy says, uh, notices that the machine gun is jammed. So he's like, no, yes. we got to keep running because their machine gun is jammed, so we have to take this opportunity. And he goes against the orders of his superior officer and runs and tells everybody to keep running. And so everybody kind of follows him and keeps keeps going forward, and eventually they uh, overtake the, the other side, the enemy. Um so without yeah. and at one point uh before he no- he's noticing the uh machine gun he notices it and then he gets shot like immediately um, yeah, I I immediately went like <gasps> I know I was like oh my god he got shot oh is he okay he's okay like I I, I was so scared I just was like oh my god I did I just was something something I did not want to see because I love I love Indy so much so I was just like oh my god no 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 um, but you find out later that it's because this bullet shot his locket that he wears. Yeah, which I have a question about whose picture Who is, is in Emily? the wallet? She said it was Emily. I was like, who's in the locket? Because it's not, what? uh, what's her name? He said the name? Yeah, at one point, I think he says Emily. I think it would be when he's writing to Lawrence or something. No, 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 no. That the Emily was the name of the soldier's wife that he was oh, writing to because you're right, you're yeah because right. in the I, I boat understand. the soldiers asked Indy who he was writing to and he yeah yeah I don't but know no, who's in that he, does, he doesn't say who's in it it, it kind of looks like the 
the um, the princess of Vienna. It kind of looked like her because it did. It was not Vicky. Uh, I know it wasn't Vicky, which is weird. Um, so maybe and, they, and like... also didn't didn't the princess of Vienna give Indy like a locket or something? I mean, didn't it she? didn't look like a little kid. Let me see if I can find where he opens the she, locket. She looked young. She looked younger. I don't know. That's she looked. She looked pretty young. That's really weird. I know, cause, cause honestly, once once Indy met Vicky, like, why would he still have? But I'm pretty sure the Princess of Vienna, when when Indy was, you know, saying goodbye to her for the last time, I think she gave him a locket with her face in it. What? I'm pretty sure, man. Oh, okay, okay. L- listeners, please confirm or deny this. I I don't know. I okay. I really think it is though. I think it is. Did you find that? Okay, I'm gonna just go to that spot and I'll see if I can see this face of this person a little bit clearer. But did you find that that clip that you were looking for? Yes. So there's just so this is right after they overtake and they're like running across their um their wall that they've created, like you know their barricade or something, and then someone gets shot and rolls down a hill, and it's a pretty funny now noise. Here we go. He he goes. He, he honestly goes like, like that as he's falling. Oh, and, that's good. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was memorable, and uh, it was pretty amazing. So, so I'm go. at exactly fourteen thirty six, and there's a very clear okay. shot of the uh, the inside of this locket. And you know, okay, 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 it's okay, definitely okay, not see. Vicky. Um, it's not Vicky. So no, it's, it's gotta be. The you know, princess. it does look like a really young person, but it also Doesn't could it? be somebody who's like in their teens, possibly. I don't know, How man. That? Doesn't he? Okay, wait. Doesn't Indy have a sister who died? No. Well, yeah, but that was like a little baby. That was that was definitely like a little kid, because the baby? sister right. died before they left on their trip. So. Remember? Was there also a picture on the opposite side too, or is it just messed up from being shot? Uh, that's just messed up from being shot. I don't know, man. This girl looks like a princess. You know she does. She's got a she bow in like her hair. Princess. I don't yeah, know. She's got a very, very pretty bow in her hair and a necklace. So looks, looks pretty princessy. The uh, the superior officer is so pissed at Indy because he disobeyed orders, and they go back to the tent with the general in it, and the superior officer's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna have to discipline you because you, uh, even though we won, you still disobeyed my orders, and this guy's so pissed about this. He never, ever lets up. He hates Indy so much. Um... And then the general, he, does. he hates him but, but so then, much. But then Indy gets promoted because, yeah. because, okay, so this is why. it's The general it's, promotes Indy, though. The general promotes Indy because the general know that Indy has a lot, uh, he has a lot of potential. And Indy just needs, I guess, Indy reacts to emotionally or, you know, he, he responds without really thinking about the situation. And so the... The, the colonel wants Indy to work closer with the, the major who hates him uh, because they, they both have some good qualities about each other that they could really learn from each other, which, I mean, makes sense, but but for the, for the mission that they have to go on together, this doesn't seem like the best time for them to kind of, let's <sighs> throw these two complete polar opposites together to, In a to death see trap. if they... 
to see if they can can pull this shit off. Which no, I'm which, like really this couldn't this couldn't have been couldn't it, have been you know practiced or tested. Not not right now. Not I right mean, now. First of all, this is a suicide mission. I mean the the mission is to go and get these guns from like their other camp, like really far away through the jungle, and then bring them yeah. back because they need they need more guns. So the, they these said, machine guns were supposed to stop at their area, but they didn't. They they completely went to the wrong side of the island, or like to the wrong side of the continent, or something. Yeah, and so. Indy and the Major and, like, 30, 30 of their soldiers yeah. have to go have to go retrieve these machine guns and bring them back. So And, and, it's, and it's, like, what, a 2,000-mile, like, trip like or something? It's, like, a 5, miles? month it's, trip. Like, it's, like, it takes, like, a long time to get there. It's crazy. It's yeah. a, completely crazy. And, and the guy threatens Indy pretty horribly. Oh, here, I have a time code for it. He, like, threatens Indy before, he, before they leave. And I'm like, well, this is just great... Great morale for right before you're leaving. Yeah. And just, oh my god, what is happening? Okay. Let's see, code 1330. Oh my god, I literally just clicked on that. Perfect. Did you? Do you, do you want to play it? No, you play it. <laughs> okay, let me, because I'm not quite there yet. Oh, I had it. Dang it. Okay, I have it. Okay, yeah, you, you just do it. Okay, so so it's congratulations, Captain. Yeah, he's gonna he's in his tent. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm damn near getting us all killed. What you did today was hardly cause for promotion. It was stupid. Next time you disobey my command, I'll skin you alive and feed you to the hyenas. Clear? As a bell, sir. You have the devil's luck. I hope it holds. We could all use some of it on this trip. All right. So this guy's kind of so intimidating. A negative thing after another negative thing, because that's how this guy thinks. He thinks the worst out of every situation and just chooses the best worst situation mm -hmm. to fit to like to. Because I mean, and honestly, I don't. I could understand why this guy was good to have in the army because he was. I guess he was he fairly made tough okay. decisions like easily. He did, yeah. You know, he wasn't afraid to make a hard choice. Who's basically this guy? Which is what, what? Which is what he said to him before he he went on this mission. The the general guy was like, "You can learn from him. Do everything he says. He makes good, de good yeah. decisions." So they go into yeah. this into the jungle with like thirty men. Um, you know, we're seeing a bunch of. You know, just them walking through the forest. It's a lot of, um, you know, pretty shots of the forest. And then the first scary thing that happens is the men are crossing this uh, really raging river um, on a rope upside down. Um, yeah. And one of them falls off of the rope and falls into the river. And, and goes, falls down a waterfall. Yeah, falls down the waterfall. I guess is dead. Like we, he's he's done for. I suppose. Well, because I and I also think he immediately hit a rock. Yeah, like he hit. He it was hit not a rock good. Head going down, and and of course, um, the corporal. I can't or uh, the major. I can't remember what his name was. It started no. with a B. It was like it was like Bushy or something. Yeah. Um, but we could just call him the major, and uh, and all he all he could say was, you know, leave him. There's nothing we can do now. Just. We, we got to keep moving and it's just 
Mm-hmm. Death after death was very devastating. Oh, yeah. So then they come across um, a village, which is kind of the inciting incident in this in this episode. Yeah, the village seems to be deserted. Empty. Yeah. Yeah, no one's around, and they finally spot some people dead with the, with, I, I guess it's assumed that it's smallpox. Mm-hmm. And the entire village died of it. Yep, except for one boy, one young boy that's probably around three years old, would you say? Two or three? Yeah, yeah, between like three Two, to four. Yeah, very young. Very, very young, like, um... He does. Can he? Can he? He he speaks to. He speaks. Yeah. He speaks to the sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. He so can he talk. Can, he can so, talk and stuff. Yeah. But he only speaks the uh, that language, um, and they have to translate. Yeah. True. Yeah. And so, so I, you I know, I since to catch people's names because there are some very important characters in this. Oh, uh, there's Bartleby. Bart Bartleby. Bart Bartleby. Bart. I think it's Bartleby. That's what they end up naming the kid. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's what that's what his name was. Yeah. Um, um, and so since they they came across this kind of like moral quandary, you know, uh, Indy's trying to to fight for the kid. And I have a I have a time code here of them talking yeah. about leaving the kid, who's this really cute kid. I mean, he is just adorable. He's super cute. Okay. Hi. He's dead already, Captain. Oh, wait, I'll go back a little bit. They see the kid. He's so cute. He's just Seems wearing Seems the survivor. Poor thing. Hey, little fella. Don't touch him. He's diseased. Major, if we cannot touch the child, how can we take him with us? We don't, Sergeant. We leave him right here. But sir, it's just a little boy. And? He can't care for himself. If we leave him here, he'll die. He's dead already, Captain. I won't have him brought along in a sentimental gesture, just so he can spread sickness among the men. Sir, I disagree. You are being irrational, letting your emotion cloud your judgment. A good officer must learn that one bad decision can endanger his man and put his entire command at risk. Yes, sir. So Indy just kind of gives in this first time and, like, understands. Um, but the man who's sitting next to him, which is Bartleby, I guess, Bartleby, he is, like, he's the one to watch because he's the one who ends up actually taking the kid with him somehow. Yeah, because he tries to, um, he tries to persuade Indy to not listen to the the major and still take the kid. And and this this is a very tough episode for Indy because he's just been promoted, so he's half he's he's like almost half in charge of these men. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really supposed to be, I I feel like he's supposed to be either helping the major make these decisions these these important decisions or he's supposed to be making decisions himself i would think yeah but... i mean he definitely is trying to be a good soldier trying to follow good directions but his morals are really coming into into play here and i feel like it's almost it it almost not ruined it but it kind of almost b- 
broke up his mindset before going on the trip where when the corporal or the colonel told Indy kind of what his plan was. Like, he told Indy specifically, like, I am promoting you because I want you to learn from Major Bushi, whatever the heck his name is. Like, <laughs> I want you to learn from him. Yeah. And, and so probably, so I, I think at this point, Indy is probably taking all of Major... I'm just going to call him Major Bushi. I, I don't know what else to say. That's um, fine. Or, or, or I'll just say the Major. Um, <laughs> so he's probably taking the Major's word for truth because, of course, he's the commanding officer. And Indy was told by the colonel that he really should be listening closer to the decisions that the Major makes. So he probably didn't fight back, really, at this point because he's kind of told that he needs to learn from this guy. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And obviously, this is a good choice, but it's just sad because you don't want to leave a whole poor defenseless kid by himself. But, you know, no, that's, it was probably that's what obviously they do. fine because yeah. he hasn't died. Because he hasn't died. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if he hasn't died as of now, he should be fine. But, you know, of course, that risk is still because they did have a doctor with them. But, of course, the doctor said that he had no way of really Knowing. checking in, yeah. in the circumstances that they were in if the kid was actually diseased or not. Yeah. So. so, you know, um, yeah, so they continue walking and a lot of people keep dying and they have to bury their dead and stuff. And then they get to like one camp and it turns out that, um, so it's kind of a funny scene where Remy goes and looks at inside this, this tent and he just, he's got this look on his face. And at first I thought somebody died or something. He comes out of the tent, goes up to, to Indy and he's like, Indy, we have to to come come with me, please. And he's like, really? Why? He's like, just come with me. <laughs> yeah, because Indy had asked Remy to get the maps from someone. I, I didn't I didn't listen who. I thought he said from the major, but he had said from the sergeant. So uh to um into so Bar Bartleby had it or I I don't know. Um, <laughs> he had them, so that's why Remy. So I thought Remy was actually going to talk to the major, and the major was dead. Yeah, that's uh, what I he, thought too. I was like hoping that guy was dead. I was like, oh man, if he's yeah, dead, yeah, because then why? It's fine. Why would the sergeant? I don't know. I I thought if anyone were to have the maps, it would be either the major or Indy. Yeah, like why? Why did the sergeant have them? But I don't know. Maybe maybe the sergeant was better at navigating than all the rest of them was. So it doesn't really matter. The point is that there's a the kid is now there with them and Indy's like so True. pissed because he's like now this is my responsibility now I have to figure out what to do because you you were the one who brought this kid along with us yeah um, okay wait B backtracking back to did did you catch what uh, Bartleby had said to Indy when when the major first said that they had to leave the kid um uh, something about I wanted, I wanted you wouldn't leave that, that oh yeah yeah do you want to play that part uh oh do I have that I, I have that oh. I have it Okay, I'll yeah. play it. You leave boy behind, Captain Indy? I'm not in command. This is Ubangi child. Ubangi like me. Pardon me think you would not leave this child if this was a white child. Oh. Orders are orders. Gather them in. Yeah. He also says something really great when they have the child in the tent. And I was going to play that part too. Yeah, but just quickly, Jenny, shush. This cat. Um, she keeps meowing, and I don't know why. I, I already fed her, so I don't know why she's meowing at me. She wants she's your attention. She's been very needy lately. She's been very needy. Um, so, 
I don't know. Thinking about this, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a very uh, good point to make that that maybe if it was a white child, that the maybe the major would have taken would have taken the kid with them. But I don't know. The sergeant seemed pretty set in stone that if any kid was diseased, the kids the kids stay in there to die. Yeah. Like, and and Indy, I'm, Indy's an all around good guy. I'm pretty sure Indy would have tried to save any kid that was still there because he did try. He did try to persuade the major to take the kid. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it was it was an interesting point to make, but I feel like in terms of character, it really wouldn't have a black or a white kid. I don't I don't think it mattered. Well, with you know he, but that's what. I mean, but that's kind of a point of it. Is like it's not Indies that making that's making this choice. Like he's trying to put it on Indy, but it's. I mean, he's made more talking about the major. He's like, if it was a white kid, you wouldn't you wouldn't have left him. And it's like, you know, I'm thinking that that's probably true. Like I think that they just don't think as highly of of the African people. And the Bartleby says so in this other scene as well um, that I'm gonna play where they're inside the tent with the kid. And he's talking mm-hmm. about how the kids should grow up and stuff. So let me play this part. Good policy. It usually yeah. works. Mm-hmm. What of the child? He can't come with us. I'm sorry. The major was very specific. Major Boucher is very bad. Very evil. He's trying to do its best for all the men, including you. Killing the boy is best for Butler, man? Make me a better soldier? That's not what I meant. Major Boucher only cares what's best for Major Boucher. Only cares what's best for his people. He cares about your people, too. That's why he's here. That's why we're all here. To get the Germans out of Africa so your people can have a future. Captain Indy, you're a very good man. A kind man, but not a very smart man. Belgians are not here for my people's future. Belgians are here for white people's future. When this war is over, will the Belgians go home, leave Africa to my people? No, the Belgians want to own African soil. Same as the Germans. No difference. How can you say that? You're a sergeant in the Belgian army. Belgian white man came and took me from my village and made of me a white man soldier. Took all young men to be white man soldier. My family's hungry. I'm not there to feed them. I'm here, fighting your war. Maybe going to die. Yeah, so this guy's making some great points. I'm really glad they had him explain a lot about the that side of the war. Yeah, this this point definitely made sense because, you know, and and this this makes sense that Indy would kind of be naive to this, thinking that, you know, the war is there for one reason when it's actually there for, you know, it, it's it's hidden agenda. Yeah. Like it's it's they there, just want to dominate, really. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, yeah, by by this point, yes, his his uh response earlier about the child did make sense in terms of the overall war and kind of what the Europeans think of the Africans. Yeah, um, so we've got that. And then, um, so... And, and also even just some later comments that, like, Indy even says later on, like, that I thought were very almost, like, shocking. Like, the way he said stuff, it was very... Um, like, I, I have a time code for the one later. I, I do, too. But... So, <laughs> there's, like... So, Indy starts writing a letter um, to Lawrence... Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of just keeps updating this. So it's kind of like we've got this indie voiceover just saying how hard it is and what's going on. And um, then they have to, they the next day, they have to leave the kid. And it kind of is this turning point where every single person in this army 
is like mostly African. I mean, there's like Remy, Indy, the major and the doctor are the only white people, like the only Belgians. And so yeah, and all which of... the, the major is not looking good at this time. Like when he, mm-hmm. when, when He's Indy sick. or yeah, when, when Indy found out that, that, uh, Bartaby did take the kid, the major was looking very sweaty in his sweaty yet cold in his tent. So he's, yeah, he's going down, he's going down the path right now. Um, so the next day they are like, okay, well we got to leave the kid here. And everybody basically mutinies and says, no, like we're taking the kid with us. Um, and Indy, Indy gets real angry and actually points the gun at the head of the, at the major. Uh, did you have that time code? Is that what you're talking about? Cause he's like yelling at him. Uh, oh no, this was way later in the episode. Oh, okay. Um, not right now, but yeah, this, I think I, I have, I just have time code written here. I'm not sure what time code this is for. What I time is it at? Try and find it. It's at 27. Okay. That might be 2710. 2710. Okay, let's see what that's at. Oh, this doesn't look like this doesn't look like where the major's gonna kill everyone well i have i have it on the time where indy so everybody's like turned against the major at this point and then indy gives a pretty good speech here and he he's like yeah i mean i'm i i'm like giving it spf like he just gets so much better as this episode goes on like he is giving it some really good good stuff here uh let me just play it starting with you You're being irrational. Emotions are clouding your judgment. You're endangering the men and putting our mission at risk. This is mutiny, Captain. I disagree. Now drop your weapon. It's not a request. I'll have you before a firing squad. All of you. Yes, sir. Should we move out? I mean, he just... Is so he starts a- going crazy. He's so authoritative in this episode. Like he is like drunk on his power right now. And he kind of well, yeah, like and he's, uses and he's it. like delirious from being sick. Mm. So he's just he he's he's all types of messed up right now. Yeah, he's- definitely. I mean, he stays that way throughout the episode too. He he makes like all these really rash decisions based on like you know what he thinks he should do, but he's putting everybody in danger and a lot of people die. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, where where at one point like just just how harsh he is just makes it makes it seem like I I don't believe in the decisions he makes. Like it's just mm-hmm. but I mean that could that could truly just be his character because if you think about it, yes, if you come across a village where everyone's dead, you probably shouldn't take the last person alive because that could make everyone else die. Like I mean, I thinking back on the stuff that he did makes sense like also the doctor part where yeah but we'll get to that part um but okay so what happens right after this they then a bunch so, of them die because it starts raining and they all get like right. sick and they have to bury a bunch of people and it's just like like and, how, and they have to most... leave quite a few people behind right oh, they had yeah, to, at they one do. point they had to just keep uh, going they had to and leave they a bunch left, of sick like people. six people mm-hmm. yeah like six or seven people were just sitting in the in the grass, like with blankets, and they, they were there. I think they were going to head back to a village that they had passed like a few days ago, maybe possibly a month ago. I have no idea. 
Um, yeah, it's definitely yeah, bad. Um, and um, it's just, it's kind of miserable. And this little, they're like getting to know this little kid. Like they get really close to him and they start like celebrating Christmas together. And like the little kid like puts a little ornament on a tree and everybody's excited. Um, and they finally get to a river with a boat. Yeah. Yeah. They get to a village that has some Europeans there. Yeah, I like, think so. Yeah, they, they get to a village where someone has a steamboat, and there are a few... I, I think there's one European guy that's there. I'm, I'm not sure why he's there, but did he... Was that the boat that had the the guns on them, or did Indy use the steamboat to get the guns at a different point? Because at, at one point... They get the guns was, when they get to the last the last place. So there's the no, there's no guns on this boat. It, it's at the... It's at the... It's at the actual, like... Belgian camp. That's where the guns are. Right. Okay. Because yeah. Because they they did all the trekking and then they had to they had to get on a boat. The the court the colonel had said that they had to walk for a long time and then cross a river or something or go up a river or something. Yeah. So they're they're going up a river at this point. I mean, they got like a handful of men. Uh, the major is really looking bad. He's looking really sick. Um, the doctor is also looking really sick. We got a bunch of guys. Just kind of fading away. Indy's writing a letter to Lawrence, and the guy next to him who looks really sick is like writing a letter to his wife, uh, saying like, "Indy, will you send this if you need? If I don't make it." Um, so yeah. it's like, and it's the sun is like clearly like laying on everybody just so harshly, and um, then they get kind of like in a row with some Germans. And everybody has to duck. And uh, Bartlemy gets That's right. Shot. They're in the water, mm-hmm. and the Germans are on the land to the sides of the river. Yeah. Get, like, shooting at them. So Bartlemy gets shot, and the little kid, and he tells the little kid to go steer the boat. And then the little kid yeah, because get, the goes boat was and heading, steers the boat. Yeah, because the boat was heading towards one of the sides of the river, getting closer to some of the guys with the guns. Mm-hmm. And so he had to he had to steer them away to safety. Yeah, so this little tiny kid is just, like, holding on to the rudder, steering steering the boat, and then he saves everybody's life. And the Major's like, wow, that kid just saved our lives. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so was the steamboat guy, because the, the guy who owns the steamboat's also going with them. Yeah. Um, and and he, then he's just a... some more, just a lot of time is passing. This This went by so much time. I mean, that's like why hard, I said it was such a slow episode because, you know, they're just trudging along trying to get somewhere, you know, and they're just getting dying one by one and looking worse and worse by the days and like, yeah, it it was crazy how the the episode was very interestingly laid out because yeah, it it was slow, but then the parts, the parts where it wasn't slow, they were very dramatic and very intense and very exciting. So it was very. <sighs> It was it was weird. It was very very interesting. Yeah. So they oh and then they pass by a German camp along the river, and Indy's like what looks like a German camp. Yeah, it kind of looks like, and they they can sort of tell. And Indy's like, we have to go there because all of us are dying, and we need medical help. Yeah, and, like major, you're dying, and more, and we only have like a few people left. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
and then the major says no because if it's because because it's a German camp that sure yeah they would get medical treatment but then they would immediately start getting tortured to give them information about the Belgian army and yeah. the Allied side and Indy's like let's go turn around let's just go straight there and even Bottlemy's like it's not a good idea Andy like. Everybody knows that's not a good idea. We'd rather die than get captured by the Germans. So, um, they just keep going. They keep on going. And keep on going. Keep on going. keep on going. Then they finally... Finally get to where they're going. (laughs) Um, which is a Belgian base. Um, and they get their medical attention. Um, except for... Except oh, for right, the... right before they get there, the uh, major dies. The major dies. Yeah. So but his last and words. I, and I have, I have his last <laughs> yeah, amazing his last words. words. <laughs> oh, my God, this uh, guy. This guy is such an asshole. He's such a Mr. Positive. Uh. It's so... Because, yeah, like, people are being pulled off the boat to be taken to the hospital, and the major's just like, I'm just going to die right here, right now. Like, the second they get there. Uh, okay, I need to get a little over in the time. Okay, I think I found it. Okay. Let me listen. Charges. Must bring charges. Relax, Major. We made it. Once you're well, you can bring all the charges against me alive. No. Why the boat with explosives? can't let the guns fall into German hands. You're in command now. It's up to you to get those guns through. I won't let you down, sir. Of course you will. Jesus, you're such an asshole. Undisciplined. Not fit to command <laughs> men. Oh my god, this guy. This guy is just like... I I was like, those are his last words? Are you serious? Throwing shade are his last words? Oh my god. (laughs) And I mean, and and this is a really shitty thing of him to do now too, because even Indy makes some desperate decisions later on, purely because he's probably trying to make a point to this guy, even after he's dead. I know, it's really bad. It's really bad. And and it's so it was so hard to take what the what the major would say seriously because he was such an asshole. Like when he would say, You're being irrational, you're being emotional. I would like yell at the screen being like, No, you're just being a good human, unlike you. Like Ugh. it's just oh God. It's just too much sometimes. He was is is he real? Is he a historical figure? I'd like no, to No, but the other guy is. The doctor guy is. <gasps> I have some information Sweet. on him. Yeah. I love the doctor guy. Okay. So yeah. now So they get to the uh they get to the camp and they get their medical attention. Yeah. Um although at, first of all, they go to they go to the uh they they go to like get themselves checked out. They get the kid checked out. Um they have to leave the kid there. And um Bartleby is like laying down and he's died, which is sad cuz it was the kid's best friend. Yeah. Um and I have, like, this amazing speech that uh, SPF gives to talk, like, t- telling what they want to tell the kid, because uh, he, do- he can't speak his language, so he- he's going to he's gonna tell the, the kid these-, these kind words, and it's just so sweet. 
Yeah, because on the boat, when Bartleby first got shot, he was telling the kid to not be scared and that he would always be with him if he if he died. And the kid was crying, and he was being it was so sad. Yeah, it was really sad. So then we have these, and, these sad words. Yeah. You speak your bangy? Yes, I do. Tell him that his friend loved him. And he must never forget what his friend said. Don't be afraid. Grow strong and wise. Make your people proud. Were you telling that, sister? dying that was so sweet yeah and like then they they each like give the kid a hug and like spf is like crying and it's just like just he's given just some a plus acting over here i'm just so proud of this guy he really is and he doesn't stop like he just gets he just gets better throughout the rest of the episode and and yeah, and this this kid was really cute. This kid got oh, passed this around like six six times to was, to get was... hugs from everyone. I would have hugged that kid forever. He's so cute. Oh my god, his face Just is need adorable. To, <laughs> need to give him a hug. I know. I I wanted to give him a hug. He's so cute. He survived so much. Uh, so now he's in the care of the of the nurses, which is good. Um, so then they go and talk to this this general of the belgian army guy and uh they go up to him did you notice he had some like weird eye thing he looks like odo yeah he had he had a sunken eye i'm not sure maybe he just got blasted or something and that just kind of grew like that makeup or if that was just his actual eye it's hard to tell because you can't really look up these people on imdb i think it was makeup but because it's just such a weird shape it just seems like they put some prosthetic over his face to make it seem like he had been, like, in some kind of explosion or something, you know. Maybe, but then wouldn't there have been, like, a scar? I mean, that was the scar. It's like it kind of overhangs. He really looks just like an, Odo. <laughs> just an overhanging eye. He really did. Um, Odo from Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Um, so... And then, so, so they're asking the Belgian commander, you know, for more men, for, like, supplies so they can finish they their can mission. They can get the, because... the guns back to, like, basically back where they came from. Yeah, because Indy, Indy leaves on this mission knowing that these guns will help turn the tide of the war, basically. And so yeah. he's very motivated to bring these back. And he doesn't, of course, he doesn't want to let down the now-dead major. So it's just... I feel really bad for Indy in this episode. Oh, like I wish, yeah. I wish he'd never been promoted so that he didn't have to go through all this and make all these just, hard choices for sure. Yes, yeah. very sad and just so. But you know, it was necessary. He needed. He needed to grow. Yeah, at the expense of a lot of dead people. But okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So then he gets in a, into a row with Remy because. Uh, uh, Remy's right, like I think I have a time code for this. <laughs> yeah, God. it's pretty good. It, God. Remy doesn't want to go back, and Indy's like, "We have to go back." And he, Remy's like, "We don't have that many men left. We're all gonna die. There, there's no way we're gonna make it." But, but yeah, because Remy was there, he knows that they're not getting shit for the rest of this mission, and so Remy's just like, "Like, I don't want to die heading back. Like, geez." Yeah. 
Smithsonian Saul. I almost found it. Okay, wait. Uh, Remy looks almost. less chubby in this episode. Did you notice? He, uh, he looks yeah, less, I think so. less I think, portly. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think the uh, the not the eating army, is really getting to him. Yeah, the not eating is uh, <laughs> slimming him down. Really. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see if this is it. So Remy's just had it because he's always had it. He's always just had it, but he army. finally get like gives Indy what he deserves in the scene a little bit. Yeah. Zimu, Monsieur, you're insane. We're down to a dozen men. Most of us can barely stand. We'll never make it. Our troops need those guns. Colonel Matthew put his faith in me. So did Major Boucher. I'm not going to let them down. Then go. Throw your life away on a fool's errand. I'm staying right here. Remy, you and I are friends. But don't forget that I'm your superior. If you refuse to go, I might be obliged to consider that an act of desertion. I've gone through hell and mutiny at your side. And now, you're going to pull rank on me? No. No, I won't pull rank on you. But I'm going, with or without you. Where's me? In that case, see that the French begin loading our boat in preparation for departure. That's an order, Lieutenant! He <laughs> <laughs> pops someone in the face. Yes, Captain Sir! Right away! <laughs> This guy comes up. What's that? Belgian salute. This is a Belgian salute. Oh my god, uh, so funny. Yeah, so they're gonna leave, and Remy is not happy about this. Um, and I, I said now that I think Remy is getting, or Indy is getting hard. Like, his, he's just, he's turning into a, a more, like, less sentimental person. And it's kind of like, just driving him to be, like, a lot more, just, like, impulsive, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they go back on the boat, and it's really bad, and some of them die. And then they get, like, basically they're just out on this boat, just, like, dying on this boat. I mean, they're just completely de- debil- like deteriorating. Um, yeah, because another guy dies, and then Indy's like, how long has this guy been dead? And then Remy's like, oh, you know, a while. And I also have some funny feeling in my legs. Like, what did he say was in his legs? Like he a has, parasite like, worms or something? or something in his legs, yeah. And, like, and then he's like, oh. and he's like, why don't you tell me? And he's like, because I didn't want to seem like a deserter. You know, like, basically, like, I don't want to go against your orders, Captain. He said he said it like, a very mocking tone. Like, you know, I didn't want to be called a traitor. yeah. Because so, I have worms in my legs. Like, oh my god. Oh god. So, then they get boarded. Um, yeah, ev- everyone's, like, passed out, basically. And then someone is in the water and yeah. starts, I think he's and in a starts climbing boat. into the boat. And he's speaking to someone in German. And then Indy, like, in a, in a, in a haze. crazed a fashion. A crazed haze, yeah. for sure. Like... Like, you know, in, in that crazy state where you, like, just get up from a nap and you, like, don't know what year it is. <laughs> yeah, but, and like, you're, just, like, you're like sick, a... <laughs> you know? But you're sick. Yeah. But you're sick and dying. And dying, for sure. <laughs> so so it's, it's only that, but times, like, 20. Yeah, because he looks awful. I mean, the makeup makes him look really shitty. Yeah, his eyes look, like, all sunken in, and he's so sweaty, and his, and his hair is just, like, stuck to his face. He's so sweaty. Like, jeez, yeah, I would... Yeah, so gross. Um, Gosh. And, and so then he he gets up and he's like Germans Germans and he's like he tries to blow up the ship. Yeah, because cause, okay, so by this time, yeah, it does have 
It has the guns in it, so mm-hmm. he's gonna. So and he's, he's already rigged the, ship, the boat. Like the guy said he should do. Um, That's right. And he's like just willing to go down with the ship with all the guns on it. That's basically. Oh, and and definitely you saying that Indy's been getting hard, like getting very like not sensitive. He he definitely shows that when they're first getting on the boat and he's rigged it, and this the guy who owns the steamboat, mm-hmm. he's. He's like, Sonny, if you think you're gonna you're gonna blow up my ship and fireworks, you got another thing coming. And he's yep. like, he's like, shut up and do what I say. He's like, shut like, the Indy- fuck up. Like he just completely yeah, just doesn't even like listen to this guy at all. He's just like, shut up. I'm the captain. Like you're gonna listen to me. Um, yeah, and it's I was like, that's why Indy, I said that. Jeez. Yeah, he's like really harsh. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's just gosh. been through so much and he's just like snapping at everybody. Um. So yeah, he so this guy boards them. He tries to blow up the the, the ship. The guy pops him in the face, and then they don't like actually board it. And then Indy wakes up, and he is in a hospital on on shore. Oh no, the guy the guy cuts the cord. He cuts of the cord the, of the bomb. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to the, cut the. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to cut to the chase here. Basically, they don't that was, end that up. That was interesting. He almost that was blew up. Yeah, they did almost blow up. He cut it just in time. Um, yeah, yeah. So then they go onto the shore. And Indy wakes up, and he still looks like shit. Uh, still, Definitely. just still looks terrible, laying in bed. And he wakes up to the doctor. Yeah, who's like, who's like giving him medicine or something, or telling him to do stuff, and he's just like skeptical. He's like, oh, am I your prisoner now? You're and the a German. Guy's like, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. He doesn't tell it and to so him in- straight either. He's just kind of like, no. Yeah, and Indy's just kind of very skeptical of this guy right now, and, um, what else? And it, it just takes some time before Indy can trust him. Like, after after Indy was kind of out of his, like, hazed, sick, sickness. After five he, days. Yeah, after five days. He's, like, passed out for five days. He went back to the boat to try and escape, and the guy's like, man, if you leave now, you're you're not going to get better, and you're going to die. Yeah. And this whole mission's going to be for nothing. And he's like, well, fine. I'm going to recuperate on this boat, and yeah. you can't you can't touch me. Go away. And and if you try to get near me, if any Germans come, I'm going to blow this I'm gonna blow this up. And then the guy's and... like, okay, first of all, because he's like, hey, Fritz, don't get on this boat. And the guy's like, Okay, first of all, my name's not Fritz. It's Albert. <laughs> Second of yeah. all, don't worry about your guns. I'm not going to take them. Like, they're not useful yeah, the, to me. The, the guns have been here for five days already. And he's like, five days! Yeah, it's just so funny. He's like, first of all, my name's not Fritz. It's Albert. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, and don't blow up my dock. I kind of need it, yeah. so just don't. And he walks away, so and then his wife that. comes comes down and brings Indy tea. Um you know, and Indy's just, like, still in kind of a manic state, understandably. Um, yeah, he, like, he, like, he uh, aims his gun at her, still all sweaty, like, being crazy. Yeah. Um, and, then, that, and then I guess, I guess a few days happen, like, a few days go on after that, and then he's having dinner with them. So I guess they're... Uh-huh. He gets they're, used to them. They're fine now. He talks to, he talks to Remy. Um, basically, Remy forgives him. Um, that's right. And Remy lost a, lost two toes. Oh, he did. <laughs> yes, <gasps> because of, because of his because of his leg worms, the doctor oh, said he had to remove two no. toes. Oh no! Yes. Oh, I didn't yeah. That. Does he say yeah. anything about that? Like what? What's? <laughs> he said. He said like. Um, he said so. Don't expect me to dance anytime, or don't oh. ask me to dance anytime soon. I know. I and thought then he Indy, had some quip. 
<laughs> and then Indy made this horrible joke right after that. He was like, he's like, oh no, I would never ask you to dance because then I might lose some toes. And he's like, oh, sorry, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I good. mean, he didn't say that, but he's, but you know. Oh, oh that's, that's too, pretty funny. Too soon. Too, and then there soon. was, okay, and then right after this, there was, there's this song that plays that uh, the doctor is playing on the yes. piano. Yes. And I, I know it's like a box song, but mm-hmm. what, what, what other movie is it from? Is it from Pride and Prejudice? Uh, you know, it it is a famous song. So. I know, but I mean, but what movie have we watched together that it is in? <sighs> okay, I think it's Pride and Prejudice. Well, let me let me hear it because I okay. I don't think Here, that they I'll, I'll find it. I don't think that they had any um any music that wasn't written by Dario Marinelli in in Pride and That's Prejudice. What I thought. So I'm gonna I go looking... with no on that one, but maybe I was another... looking at the soundtrack. And I don't know. But it's by Bach? I don't know. Because he, he was talking about it when he was playing the piano. Yeah. Okay, let's see. The song is in, is in like another period piece or something. I don't know. And I, I, it's, it's killing me, really. God knows how many toes I'd lose. Oh, there, there's his toe joke. Oh, too soon. <laughs> the toe joke. Sorry, Remy. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, Remy. That was... I was wrong. Oh, and then he apologized. C'est la vie. And Remy and his spray-painted hair. He's a good fellow, that trades you. <laughs> we owe him our lives, I assume. <laughs> he's saying the doctor's a good guy. The doctor's a good guy. We should trust him, and he's he's awesome. We owe him a, we owe him a debt. This part. Well, and then and then the doctor plays it again later on the on the piano. But I you know what? It just kind of is. Re- it's reminiscent of the uh, part in Pride and Prejudice where uh, it's the Netherfield Ball. Yes, it, it's reminiscent that's, that's of it that. Reminds me of because it's got the sweeping like, and I think it's like the same yeah. tone or something. Yeah, it sounds just like it. You know, like it kind of goes along, and I think that's what they wanted for that film to like try to embody that that same style. I'm sure that was like mm-hmm. definitely a uh, a touch point for like the the composer of that film because it, it does sound a lot like that music. So I think it just yeah. it's just part of the same style, obviously. Yeah, let me try and find the oh oh here's the piano here's the piano here's the piano. <laughs> okay, I'm like, it sounds like it. It's beautiful, but yeah, it's definitely like reminiscent of it. But it's, and that's for a good reason. That that's that's because they made it to mimic that kind of music for sure. Yeah. So segueing into the dinner, um, so Indy's asking them why they ended up because again, here's here's some more of his comments about like just very very harsh comments, like not 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 like comments, but you know whatever, just what he says. He. Uh, He's asking 
the doctor why he's in Africa and why he he basically asked why he's like wasting his talents out here. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, he's like, what's the like, point what? in saving these people? Basically, is what like, he's saying. People need other people need doctors too. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, like everybody needs just, doctors. So everyone needs doctors. Yeah, jeez. And and so these people are like uh, should. Like are super and are super appreciative of this guy being here. Like everyone in this area, like loves the doctor, and, which is why his and, name is Oganga, which is the giver and taker of life. <laughs> the giver and taker of life, yes. And I was like, and and when he told when he told Indy that, I was like, ah, when does he take lives? Like, what's what's the taking life come from? And then he, and he, I think he I, does I have say, it for that. yeah, okay. Well, we, we haven't gotten there yet. That's later. Oh, we haven't. Oh, well, it's 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 pretty close in my notes. No, because he um, goes on the boat with him to get to that oh, other right. village first, and there's kind of he says a speech on the boat. That's right. So after after, after dinner, some, yeah, basically the next day after dinner, uh, they go on a boat together to go visit another village. Yeah, some some uh, residents of another tribe are canoeing to their dock from from upriver, and. They ask the doctor to come help save the chief's son who is dying. Mm -hmm. And so, so Indy lets the doctor borrow the steamboat so they can get upriver faster because they, they would never make it in time if they had taken just like a canoe. Yeah. And then I, I like what the, the doctor says here. I like what um, Albert Schweitzer says here. That's his name. Okay. Here we go. They're on the it's boat not together. the same thing. But something you've been taught to believe. Society doesn't want thinking men who arrive at their own convictions. It wants servants who do as they are told. People prefer society to do their thinking for them. It's easier. It takes away the need to make moral choices. It leaves nothing but the simple obligation to obey. Just imagine this world if, if no person could rely on a country to justify his actions. Just imagine if if every man had to give a personal account for all he did. The hope for a human future lies not in nations, or governments, or, or religions, not even in the stars themselves. It lies only in the human heart. Well, that was nice. Indy's getting schooled yes. by this guy. He's getting schooled by a lot of people, because, you know, again... <laughs> He's constantly learning. Um, he definitely did not do all of his his learning when he was younger. There's definitely so much more that he has to learn from it. And I think, and I think the fact that they chose to do that through through these war episodes, it it's very impactful and it makes it makes the learning very real and very like relatable. Mm. Yeah. So it's just so it was, it was a really nice choice. I mean, even though sometimes the episodes can be a little boring, there's still there's still a lot to teach with when it comes to war and just you know bad things that happen between other nations and stuff um yeah he also gives a really great speech after he heals but you're gonna you're gonna get to the healing part um where he's explaining about oganga yes 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 okay here we go what's oganga mean medicine man healing Actually, the closest translation would be giver and taker of life. Giver and taker? 
Well, these tribes have no understanding of anesthesia, so when I put the patient under, they think I've taken his life away. And uh, when he comes out of it after surgery, they think I've restored life to him. Yep. So Oganga means the giver and taker of life. Mm-hmm. And and the and the anesthesia means that he's killed someone. Yeah, and then they sit around the fire and they talk to the chief and his son. Yes, I have a time code for this too cuz yeah. again, Indy Indy's getting fucking schooled, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is a cool fucking think think before you say those ignorant comments. Well, he has no idea. Well, I mean, he he's slowly learning. He's only been told how many times? Many times. This is a really cool aspect of this episode though when they're talking to the chief. Oh yeah, I I definitely like the second half a lot more than than the than the first half. Let's see, just because I really like this doctor guy, and uh, what is it one twelve fifty? Okay, Emily, can you remember when you switch back to pages? How about you do that? <laughs> twelve fifty. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So the chief is asking a question and the translator is going to tell him what he said. He says, such a costly war. Why don't your chiefs meet for a palava? How can your tribes afford to pay for so many dead men? What does he mean, pay? Here, when two tribes go to war, it is a rule that each side pays the other compensation for the men that are killed. Compensation? Chickens, goats, pigs. They place a currency value on human life? It's barbaric. At least they place some value on it, which is more than I can say for my fellow Europeans. If you wish to compare barbarity. Yeah, and and the and the face that this guy makes back in Indy is just like bitch. Yeah. Like, like the second this the second he says it's barbaric, the guy's face is just like bitch. Like yeah. oh god. Because again, I mean, and that also makes sense with if tribes are making a deal that, you know, whoever they kill, like, the, the other tribe get compensated, like, that would also kind of make it so that not many people died during the war. I mm-hmm. mean, honestly, yeah. in all the other European and, you know, U.S. wars that happened, and even some still happening today, people are just being killed without a second thought, and no one's getting compensated. Like, who's... Yeah. What who what family is getting compensated for, for their family member's death? No yeah. one. No well, one. Well, it makes sense in the in this you know, region, because, I mean, if you look at a a little tribe, a little village, I mean, how many people really are in that village? It's not like it's that many people. So when, when some people die, it's, it's a big impact, you know, it really makes a a difference on, on their well-being as a community. And if you only have like so many people in a community, and there's only so many communities, it's like, okay, you understand that we all live off the land. And so that's kind of a, it's just a more impactful thing. And I feel like, he is explaining that that's just so many people and so many like um, people of the of the Western world. Like, there's just so many more people, so we just don't see it the same way as these people do, where a human life is worth more than a human life in the Western world. Yeah, because again, to to touch on how you said that these tribes are a lot smaller than you know European nations taking taking more than half of their people to war. Mm-hmm. Right before, uh, right before the chief asks about you know uh, or the whole cop- topic of converse- of compensation for dead soldiers, 
the chief asked the doctor how many people have died so far yeah, in this war. Three, more and than three, like more, you know, than, more 10. than three. And then the guy, and then he finally said ten. Yeah, and because he was honestly, like, like ten, ten could be half a tribe. Yeah, to to the chief, and that's just like that's like half my people dead right there that I need to be compensated for. And and so and the doctor was just nice enough to say, you know, yeah, yeah, ten, because. You know, yeah. but then he's like, "How could I? How could I tell this guy that forty thousand thousands men, yeah, yeah that thousands of thousands of people have died in this war already, and he mm-hmm. can't even fathom, fathom that ten pe- that that more than ten people can die." Yeah, definitely. It was a very impactful. Perspective. Yeah, super interesting perspective, and it was a very great part of this episode, I think. Um, yeah, so then else. they're on the boat, uh, and the guy has another wonderful thing to say about life. I don't think I had that part. I, I have this one. Do you have that one? Yeah. But what does it mean? You value your life? You want to continue to live? Of course. That's the most fundamental trait of awareness one you share in common with all living creatures. The desire for further life. The thinking man looks into his heart and he recognizes this truth. I'm life, which wills to live, in the midst of life, which wills to live. Look around you, soldier. Life is everywhere. It creeps, it flies, it rides symphonies, it builds cathedrals, but most of all, it wills to live and go on living. The thinking man gives every life the same reverence that he gives his own. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was just kind of a nice, like, try to, try to treat every single human as, as a life. And, you know, I think that, like, Indy does do that in the beginning of the episode with the little kid, and then he kind of forgets about it towards the end, because he's just so much, I mean, of course he does care about other people, but I think it, it is, like, impacting him a little bit more now. Yeah. And he just, like, and then he goes, kind of like an existential crisis, like, he's like, what? I don't even know how to think now. I feel like I'm empty, you know? Yeah, and then even Indy's response to that when he was like, well, what if what if I'm getting attacked by a leopard? Like, my I life depends on, yeah. depends on the life of this leopard or something. And uh-huh. and then the guy just continues to say, you know, it just depends on how how you think. I mean, it's between reverence and what was the other thing he said? Um, it's all just relative, and, and it's also like you have to – you have to make that choice for yourself. It's not necessarily like this is bad and this is wrong, but like he, what he was saying that like, he also says like taking life is evil and giving life is good. Like that, that is the kind of the idea behind this guy. So, you know, he's kind of like a vegan in a way, (laughs) vegetarian, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, thinking about like other forms of life and everything about life and, it just wants to it just wants to live so you know who are you to take that away i guess yeah so there's lots of lots of very deep stuff to think about and it's and it's it's interesting that this experience would happen right after all the crazy shit that happened in the first episode i think all in all the episode together which i did did not have a transition it was all one cohesive episode it was yeah 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 um it's it's a very interesting turn of events to happen to Indy at this very moment because at one point he's thinking like at the very end he says you know I thought I was a good person Mm -hmm. and then and then now I'm not too sure like which 
you know, he's constantly thinking of the both sides to every to every situation that he's in, even if even if it happens to come later. Like, you know, he went into this war thinking very highly of what he was doing, but then along the way, he's been learning that maybe he didn't make the right decision and maybe maybe he really doesn't know why he's in the Belgian army right now. Like it's it's very it's a lot of character development for Indy all like and I feel like a lot of it's just in this episode as of right now just because of the two very polar opposite experiences that happened to him. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Um so then right now uh Albert gets captured by the Belgians. The French? Uh, yes, because apparently the doctor was in French territory this whole time, mm-hmm. and because of the state of the war and the security of, of all the territories that the French own, they're, ma- they they're making want, him leave, basically. They don't like, want Get any Germans in any French territories, so they're kicking him out. And uh, Indy is fighting this so hard. I mean, he goes to all the different avenues to try to to try to fight this. Um, yeah, he, he even tells the guy, like, hey, you want to do something good? Don't make this doctor leave. Take these guns that I've been trying to get back to the frickin' Belgian army this entire frickin' episode mm-hmm. and, and forget about this guy. And he's like, I've got my orders. And he's doing exactly what Indy was doing in the very beginning of the episode. He's, like, basically seeing himself yeah. in this in this French soldier. And the guy's like, you, you of all people should know should know what position I'm in. I have orders that I have to listen to or else I get my ass beat. Yep. And... And then, and again, he's just like, you're just a stupid little follower of orders. You don't think for yourselves and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he kind of goes off on him. It's really crazy. He, he does him and Remy. I mean, Remy's like, thank God you're here, Indy. Talk to these idiots. And he's like hobbling, like, you know, trying to like, trying to tell these people how stupid they're being. And it's just, it's crazy. And I have an awesome time code for how Indy reacts to the, to the Belgian, uh, colonel Mm -hmm. or the, you know, higher, higher up than the. No, the colonel. Yeah, the colonel. Which I thought was very... I I loved this part. I loved how angry he got. Because it made me angry. Like, I was getting so angry at this. That they would treat this this beautiful man like this. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. I can't say I disagree. But Tritus has done nothing wrong. He treats the sick. If not for him, we'd both be dead. Something must be done. An appeal must be made. But there is nothing to appeal. The decision is firm. He's German and he has to go. That's all there is to it. Why won't you listen? Why won't you understand? Those people were left to die up there. We're talking about human lives. Why isn't that worth something? Why is this, all this paper, worth so much more than that? Damn it! Oh, man. The bureaucrats will be the death of us all. What bureaucrats will be the death of us all. I, I just love how Indy... Yeah. I, I, I love this part specifically for uh, Sean Patrick Flannery because he's... At first, he's just exhaustedly saying, like, why won't you guys listen to me? Yeah. And then he just immediately turns to just red... Like, like seeing red anger and just being like, damn it! And, like, like moving the papers off the desk. And it's just... It's so great. Like, he just goes from just pure exhaustion because he was just out trying to do just a fool's errand for this damn army this whole time. Yeah, that didn't end and, up turning and, out to be anything because they didn't... The guns came too late, like, and they lost anyways. That's right. They, they lost the territory that the guns were supposed to be for to, to retrieve, and now they're just taking... Now Indy and Remy have to take the guns to back to Europe to be used there. 
And they're yeah. like, so we got these guns for nothing? Yeah, basically and... all these men died for nothing. And they're like, that's just war. Sorry. He's like, sorry, that's, those were orders. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he just... You know, oh, and then I, I just... Like, Indy, his, his entire moral disposition has been changed. Like, he had an insane, like, existential crisis in this episode. I would not be shocked if he left the army in the next episode because... It just seems like he can't be a soldier anymore. There's no way that he's just going to blindly follow orders anymore. No, he's going to, like, second-guess what everyone asks of him. He's going to... He's going to be thinking so much about every order that he's given and what they're doing, and he's going to just question... He's going to question the entire thing. And mm-hmm. it's, and his his conscience, like, can't take this anymore. He's This will probably have to be the next one where he leaves, like, because he's so fed up. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard, and it's hard once you get to that point, and you just, he's just thinking too much. He just can't, there's no way he's going to get away with it, and it's kind of a sad ending, because this guy has to leave, they lost all these people, like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it wasn't a happy ending. Yeah, they're just getting shipped off, mm-hmm. and he, he did, he did again have some nice last words with the doctor, I mean, even though the doctor really couldn't help him, because, again, at, at, after this part, when Indy's saying goodbye uh, to Dr. Albert. Schweitzer. He, yes. Schweitzer. Um, he's again telling him, like, you know, what do I do? How do I, how do I tell what's good or bad? How do I like myself again? And he's just like, you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> yep. Well, I have some information, and that's basically the end of the episode. Uh, I have some information yep, yep. on Albert Schweitzer from the Indiana Jones wiki. It says, Albert Schweitzer was a German doctor, theologian, and concert organist who found his mission to minister the health needs of the native inhabitants of equatorial Africa. Giving up his career in theology and music, he and his wife, Helen Schweitzer, moved to Lombarene in French Equatory Africa, modern-day Gambon, and started a hospital. While he was there, he developed a philosophy which he called the reverence for life. Um, and then I have that he actually, it says that his death was actually in Africa in 1965. So I think he goes back to Africa later in his life. It says, after World War One, Albert Schweitzer returned to his hospital in Lumberen and continued to minister the health needs of the Gambonese. He also traveled to Europe occasionally to lecture on his philosophy and raise funds for his mission. In 1953, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his philosophy and his lifelong humanitarian efforts. He later campaigned against nuclear weapons. He died in 1965 and is buried in Lemberen. Oh, that's nice. I, I, I would have been surprised if he hadn't gone back after the war effort, because, you know, even though it sucked that he had to leave during this pretty critical time, um... I assumed that he would definitely just go back after the war was done. Yeah, definitely. And um, so that's a cool, cool thing. Um, yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Uh, I guess I'll give this one eight treasure chests out of ten treasure chests. I'm going to give this... Um, I'm going to give this eight, eight out of ten toes. <laughs> gonna gonna just shave just gonna shave off the two that Remy lost it's a really great um 
great callback there, Emily. Uh, thanks, thanks. Uh, uh, you know, I try. <laughs> um, but de- definitely a really good. Even though the layout was a little, it was like boring, exciting. Like I, I don't was. know how to explain it. The I mean, layout was. Uh, you know, it's just it was just a weird episode, I guess. And and they pulled it off, but you know that's just because this guy came in at the end to save the day, really. Really, he did, and and he was the best part of this whole episode, and he he definitely saved it. It, yeah, it <laughs> it had a ten toes. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Okay, well, I'm really excited for we to look next week, which one? looks like it's like the Aviator or something like that. No, Indiana Jones, uh, Attack of the Hawkmen. Attack of the Hawkmen. Oh my god. What the heck does that mean? I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I'm very excited. Oh, wow. Got some stuff to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think they're going to be back in Europe, too. So. Oh, definitely, yeah, because their last their last mission was to take the guns back to Europe. Yeah. So it's going to have to. It's going to have to be it. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. If there are any historical things that we missed please let us know yes we love, we love that getting, please tell us we'll, we love getting little history lessons out of each episode um you can send you can either comment those on our facebook instagram or uh you could email them to us at all by the popcorn at gmail.com or all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com yeah uh, our twitter is at by the popcorn and our instagram is at all by the popcorn podcast um yeah uh, also Facebook rate just huh? Oh, go ahead. No, go also ahead, rate and rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts because that actually helps uh, people find us, which would be really great. Yep. And what else do we have? I think we that's just it. Twitter. Yeah. Facebook. Follow us on Facebook so you can get notifications of all of our episodes. Um, and I think that covers it. We will talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.